The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Mickey James and I get into NXT, especially Dominic Mysterio. Also, Mickey talks about Edge's AEW debut. Also, how she believes Jade Cargill is going to be a household name. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. NXT was a great show last night. It was a very good show. Uh, the The Women's Breakout Tournament once again. Excited uh, about some, that. Some really good wrestling up and down. But yeah. it's But it's interesting coming off that show, what people are talking about is what's going to happen on NXT Next week, Mickey, now, uh, because of some scheduling conflict, AEW won't be on Wednesday night next week. It's going to be on Tuesday night. So, oh. unfortunately, they had to, to move just for one week, had mm-hmm. to move from Wednesday to Tuesday. Oh, see, so I now, just learned that today. You just told me this. I didn't realize that. That's why you got to listen to Busted Open. Oh, now. sorry. That's all right. No, you are now. That's all I mean. I am. I'm listening right now. Yes, you are. So, Mickey, you have, once again, AEW and NXT going head-to-head. We haven't had that in a very, very long time. So, you know fans get, like, all pumped up when there's competition, right? They love those. They love the Monday Night War. They love the Wednesday Night War. All that type of stuff. Tuesday Night Wars. That's right. And they loved it. The fans loved it when Busted Open used to go head-to-head with the bump. Back in the day, Busted Open would go head-to-head with Matt Camp and Tony Braxton. We would go head-to-head with those two. Tony Braxton, Kayla. Oh, Kayla, yeah, whatever. Kayla Braxton. Kayla. uh, Kayla Braxton. I love. She's a very nice person, though I got to tell you something about Kayla Braxton, and maybe I shouldn't say this on the air, but I don't trust her. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't trust Ms. Braxton? I don't. And let me tell you why. Okay. She doesn't like tiramisu. Oh. And she, and she doesn't like cannolis. Ooh. Somebody that doesn't like tiramisu and cannolis, can they really be trusted? Um. So, well, does she not like them to the sense of, like, it's not the first thing. Like, there's a dessert menu. And you have 
carrot cake, chocolate brownie covered in ice cream. Like these are your options, you know, mm-hmm. uh, apple pie a la mode. And then there's tiramisu. No, like I which one are you going to pick? And she, and then there's also a cannoli. No, she probably enjoyed- not going to pick the tiramisu or the cannoli. I, I think I would take the cannoli. That's just me. Oh, but she's mm-hmm. anti tiramisu and cannoli. Like she doesn't like it at all. Oh, yeah. She won't eat it. Won't touch it. It's because the lady fingers are too soggy. There you go. Nobody wants soggy lady fingers. <laughs> no. But can't be trusted. But that's neither here nor there. But people okay. enjoyed the competition between the bump and busted open. We beat the shit out of the bump and they moved days and times and all that shit. Wow. I think that was more to do with Matt Camp than, than uh, Tony Braxton. But I digress. <laughs> but, but Mickey, people love that. And... Man, watching NXT last night. So you're so you're going to get Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker with John Cena and Carmelo Hayes' corner and Paul Heyman and Braun Breaker's corner. You're getting Roxanne Perez versus Asuka. That's gonna and, be a great match. And Cody Rhodes has a major announcement that he just so happens is going to make on NXT as opposed to Monday Night Raw. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too, and I'm like, you, Cody didn't tell you what his announcement was, Dave? Nah. You don't know what it is? He's not taking my calls right now. I was like, oh, what's this major announcement? I know, and, it's very interesting. It's star-studded, if you will. Yes. And, Mickey, you have Becky Lynch as your NXT Women's Champion, and you have Dom Mysterio as your North American Champion. Like... This is very, very interesting to me when it comes to NXT because we saw NXT become a third brand when it was the black and gold NXT. Then they made it 2.0 and said, no, this is all about developmental. This is all about like bringing the young talent and making them ready for the main roster. And then lately, I I feel like they're making NXT. I'm I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. But they have now made NXT a third viable brand once again. And they are really mixing up the talent with NXT in the main roster. What are your thoughts? Well, if you remember when Nick Khan made that comment, we talked about that, that he said that he was going to make it the third brand and make it the third uh, viable brand. And there was a lot of like back and forth. What does that mean? Like, um, I think they're doing a damn good job of it because they have definitely. Surprised the audience, I think, surprised the WWE audience and the NXT audience with constant like superstars with Becky coming in and being the champ. And um, I think they've always had stars come in and kind of float in. But mm-hmm. it's dude, when I was like watching last night, I'm like, oh, my God, there's going to be a lot of established Raw SmackDown stars on the show. And I didn't realize that they were going to be going head to head with AEW. So I was like, oh, my God, this is. It's crazy, but awesome. It's awesome, especially for all the NXT talent, because you put the, you know, you put a, a, a television star next to the NXT star. Now you've elevated that NXT star to that other, you know, the television, the Raw SmackDown uh, to a Becky status, you know, to a to a Dom status, to a John Cena status. So it's a uh, it's interesting. Yeah, Wrestling it, is interesting today. It is interesting. And. A lot of people might have the assumption, well, this is kind of burying the NXT talent. I'm with you, Mickey. I don't think it does at all. I think this helps no. the NXT talent. Because if you're developing 
these wrestlers for the main roster? What better way to do that than with main roster talent? What better way to do that, like you said, than having them rub shoulders with the best of the best? This is only going to help your younger talent be elevated. Well, it's clearly not wrestlers that are saying that because anyone who is a wrestler, I mean, and if they're not, if they don't think this way, they should take two weeks off and quit. But wow. they should be, if they have an opportunity to sit under a learning tree of someone who has been there, done that, made money, become a household name and revolutionize the business, they should open that, you know, take that opportunity with open arms and they should be the ones asking the questions and hopefully trying to bend the ear of that person. Well, while Becky's there, I hope that entire female locker room is trying to take in an opportunity to learn from her. You know, while Paul Heyman is there, I hope that they're trying to learn from him while he's there. While John is there, I hope they're trying to learn from him while they're there. And if they're not, and if they're not, then I don't know what they're doing because it is, you know, it, it that's part of the developmental territory. And I remember being in developmental and you would hope that a superstar would come down there because it wasn't as frequent, you know, like they came down when they were injured, they didn't come down to help elevate the product. So you were blessed to like get an opportunity because that's how you learn. Right. Um, and that's in any locker room. So if you're not trying to learn, I don't know what you're doing. So. And, and I don't think it takes any attention away from the town no. that's on NXT at all. No, it elevates them because they're not, I mean, some of them are not ready to be superstars yet. You know, some of them are, you, and you can still, you know, they're, they're still learning. They're still learning. It's, you know, so. Yeah. Do you think that this is just because, and like you just found out, do you think they're doing all these moves and having everybody on this show next week because they're going up, Head to head with AEW, or is this more like, hey, this could be the norm moving forward? You're going to um, have to keep your eyes on NXT because you never know when this is going to happen on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I think that they've already been kind of doing this. You know, they sent, you know, Ali there. They sent Dana Brooke there before they let them go. You know, they've sent uh, Nimeth. They've sent Natty. They've sent superstars down before. Um, so I don't think this is a new thing that they – like you, like you told me, you know, Nick Khan said in that press release after the Endeavor deal that they were going to legitimately make NXT the third brand. And I feel like this is their steps to say that and to help do that. I do, I do think that probably, you know, the whole announcement of AEW having to move to a Tuesday night goes, they probably did say, all right, let's bring in a ringer. Let's bring in the ringer. Yeah. You know, let's bring in a heavy hitter because, you know, God forbid we don't want you know, to lose on a Tuesday night when this is our night, you know, that that's going to get people talking because it is, but it, they're not going to lose on a Tuesday night. I mean, they might, I don't, I don't know, but I'm like, I look at the numbers on a weekly basis and, you know, I, I feel like in the last reportings, uh, all the numbers have been up on a weekly basis, except for AEWs. AEWs is the only one that's gone down on a weekly basis. This if, is I, an interesting... if I stand corrected, you know what? You can this correct is... me if I'm wrong. I, well, the, I, I like what you're saying because you're talking about the numbers. I want to when we come back, I want to talk about the numbers and talk about. I hate could... talking about the numbers, but I also think that I'm like, that's something that people kind of wave their flag on a lot. And I go, well, if that's what you're waving your flag on, then I don't know. 
But but to me, it's kind of like looking at the numbers in a positive way. I think a lot of people look at right. the numbers on a negative. But yeah. what I want to say is when we come back, I want to talk about how you can look at these numbers. And I always get into this argument with Bully a lot. Bully says, like, well, you only bring up the numbers when it's in a positive, not negative. Yeah, because in a, in a way I do, because I think it's important to show how many people are watching pro wrestling. And, Mickey, right. how they're watching pro wrestling, like – you know, there. I, I know it's hard for somebody like me because I'm Mickey. I'm the 52 year old man with my feet up on the couch with remote control in my hand, watching the TV. But I know there is a and the commercials because you're watching live. Because I'm watching you live. Love it. Yes. There's a whole generation, and now probably a generation and a half at this point, Mickey, that doesn't consume media like that at all. That, you know, that and now and I just was, you know, talking to a lot of my neighbors where I live. Most have cut the cord on cable and all they do is stream. So it's a completely different world. So, like, I like what you said about the numbers. The, the numbers are meaningless because it only shows a small percentage of actually who's watching these products. I don't know about meaningless because those are the numbers that they take. I don't know what you're saying, but those are the numbers that they take to um, sponsorships. They take to endorsements or advertisers and stuff like that. And those they want those numbers to be pretty strong, you know, for those things. Um, but like it's, I don't really watch live because I can't. I have I have you know a million things to do. And, yeah. and most times when I'm consuming, when I, when I watched NXT last night, I watched it after the show was off and after Donovan was in bed, right? Because we had Cub Scouts, we had all the other things. So I was like, I want to sit down and watch the show. I knew we were going to talk about it because it's Wednesday and it happens yeah. on Tuesday. So, um, so I definitely consumed it after, but I do think that those numbers kind of fall in to their their scheme i do they feel like some of those because they can see how many people are streaming and all that other stuff there is a way to collect all of that data so i want to talk about what people think they're going to see next week when nxt and aew once again go head to head i also want to go into what we saw last night on nxt and we'll do go ahead mickey i was going to say are we going to make a bet of who's going to win or if we're going to go ahead and kick this war off we're going to get tuesday night Wars Titans. Oh, so you want to have a bit of a wager? Uh-huh. All right. We could talk so about that. I have that to think well. about what the bet is. A friendly bet. All I'm right. going with NXT. I'm going to say NXT is going to win. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. 
Like a... Like a good neighbor? Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now, Mickey, you posed a great question in the last segment, and that is with all the additions that NXT is making next Tuesday and knowing that AEW is going to be on next Tuesday, who is going to win the battle next week? And you, you said NXT, correct? I, I mean, obviously we don't know what the card for AEW is going to be. Do we, do we know what that card for next Tuesday is going to be? No, because they haven't, you know, tonight is dynamite, right? So they're not going to, we're not going to know that till next week, but they're going to have to come up with like a pretty heavy hitting card. I think. Yeah, I think already they're starting, and we'll gather some of the information. I think they're already we'll starting get to that tease info. some things for yeah. next week. But, you're, yeah, they have a show tonight. So uh, I know that I believe Edge – we're going to hear from Edge tonight on Dynamite, and I believe he has a, a match with Luchasaurus next week. So Edge will have his first AEW match next Tuesday going head-to-head with NXT. So that's interesting. Oh, against Luchasaurus. Yes. Okay. I'm excited for Edge. I'm excited for Adam. I'm, you know, I always wish my friends all the happiness and all the things. I think there was like a whole, you know what I think too, is it's like, there was like a weird thing about that because Edge did the whole free, I'm free, like during the press conferences. And you know how mm-hmm. I feel about the press conferences. I'm always like, I don't feel like in, a whole lot of good comes out of the press conferences because there's always like these things that get pulled that are irrelevant to what the press conference is actually for or about. And that becomes the headline, but that's a whole nother thing. But I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him and 
Jay to be back together and like this. And although it's like they're feuding straight out of the gate, you know, so it's like, oh, it's going to be interesting. Did Were you uh, surprised that after two and a half decades that Edge jumped to AEW? Um, I'm not surprised. I'm. It's. I was actually talking to Nick about it, and it's really interesting how the landscape is shifting. I go, is it? You know, when I think about like the money Adam was probably making with WWE, he's probably making great money. Um, I don't know what the you know his the details, but I'm sure he. I know that he probably had a lot of like input and say in what he was doing and stuff. Um. So, you know, when I think about the money aspect that I'm going like, okay, so that money had to either match or exceed what he was already making with WWE. But however, you know, you think about the trade-off, they got Adam, you know, and, they, and they've and they gotten like some of the stars of WWE, obviously, but then WWE ended up getting Jade, who is going to make a mint and going to make the company a mint. And she's... You know, so they got, you know, Jade, uh, I think uh, Brian Pillman just got signed. Yep. Or he's in, you know, so then these are stars that they're going to make and create and they're getting them, you know, they're, I would say Jade is a, is a star. Jade is already a star. Like, obviously, the system's just going to elevate her and she's going to be a whole new level, right? Like, yeah. she's going to be oh, a household sure. name. Yes. She's going to be a household name um, for sure. Uh and I hope good for Brian Pillman. And I'm thinking about other people that are maybe contracts are coming up and stuff. But like, so the shift of, that I'm saying is like WWE tends to be getting a lot of AEW's younger stars that perhaps they couldn't necessarily make the star to the star level that they desired to be, um, whether it be the stars or or the company. Um, but then AEW's getting established stars from WWE, but they're going to have to pay for it because they're going to have to match or exceed the contract. So then there's like this weird balance shift, right? Like that's happening. Uh, it's really, really interesting. It's, it's interesting to me, the dynamics, it's but what's exciting about it is, you know, between AEW, between WWE, between impact. And then there's other, you know, obviously new Japan, there's triple a there's the options are endless for talent out there of like where you want to go and be and do. And, um, you know, I I can sympathize or I, I can understand when Adam goes, oh, the freedom, because I have so much freedom at impact. And that's a reason why I stay and I love is because of the freedom. You know, I, I'm so bit like it like your life changes and your priorities obviously change when you have children. And it's hard to to stay on like a, a WWE schedule because it's a very demanding schedule. Right. Like and I'm sure that the AEW schedule is demanding but i don't feel like it's as demanding as wwe schedule so it's like that schedule aw schedule impact schedule they're all kind of demanding and obviously your real life is demanding so it's like what level and what freedom you're going to get because everybody especially at this stage and i'm sure adam is feeling the same way with beth and the kids it's like they want to be able to be family more often than they are on tv you know but that they don't you don't want to give up you love wrestling you obviously still want to do it and do it to the capacity, but not a full demanding full-time kind of thing, you know? So I get it. I yeah, get it. it Plus it's, it's matches and different police and your friends are over. You know what I mean? You just kind of want maybe sometimes you just need a little change. 
you were part of that WWE machine for a long time. Is it hard to separate from that? I guess, you know, it is. I think, well, you know, I think both times when I left, I couldn't even watch for a while because um, it was painful, you know, because that's your friends, that's your family. You feel like this disconnect or you feel like you feel like you got kicked out of the house, you know? And so you, but that you all, there's always this love. Like I always have my love and my respect and loyalties to WWE because I feel like they helped create me, you know, they, they helped build me and create me. Um, and so I think that there is that, but it's, it's just really hard to separate work, especially when your relationship is like Adam and, and Beth, they are both in the business or they were part of the business. It's a blessing because you understand you're a bit more understanding. I wonder how a lot of um, husbands and wives and the other person is not in the business. Um, and if they're not traveling on the road with them full time and you're trying to adhere to this, that's got to be because it's like you're a person who's a sieve, if you will, a normal person. And you're not accustomed to that lifestyle and you don't understand, oh, my partner is on the road 200 plus days a year, you know, they're home. Tuesday and Wednesday. That's about it, you know? And it's just like, and then you're pretty much feeling like a single parent a lot of times, like, cause you're raising the kids, you're doing all the things. It's a struggle, you know? And you, and you see that um, a lot in the relationships uh, throughout the business on any company, you know, I, I think it's, it's, so I commend anyone who can work it through and figure it out and, and do all that. But yeah, I mean, cause the, it comes, it's a priority, you know, it's your livelihood. It's your, it's your job. It's your life. So it's hard it, to separate the two. It's it, there's a there's a few things from what you just said, Mickey, because what you just said was awesome in a lot of different ways. Like you talk about, you know, and we've talked about the freedom and the fun and the creativity and, and the schedule of it all. It does seem weird to me that AEW, which is geared towards a younger audience, does have Edge, who's a veteran and is already a WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, which who are veterans and. You know, Christian, who's a veteran. And you Chris look Jericho. at Chris Jericho is a veteran. Sting, you know, and then you yeah. look at and then you look at the WWE for who for the longest time. And I've said on this show was relying too much on the veterans and too much of the legends of the past. WWE is really over the, the course of I'm going to just say two years has gotten considerably younger and has put more mm-hmm. of a spotlight on their younger talent, because to your point before, even about Jade, there's a there's a chance coming out of WrestleMania 40 that Cody Rhodes is a is a world champion, and who knows, maybe Jade could be a world champion. Two two wrestlers that were just a part of AEW now coming to the WWE, but the perception of both of them, Jade already before even step into the ring is already perceived as a major, major superstar. It's pretty yeah. interesting when you think about it. Yeah. I want to know who her publicist is. I need to talk to them. There you go. They did <laughs> no, a great that's, job. It's, done, it's been great. It's, you know, I think, too, for me, when I look back and I look at how uh, Jade, uh, they've addressed the Jade situation of her announcement and stuff, how amazing is it as a woman, as a, as a woman, to be seen for the announcement on ESPN and for these, not just, you know, I love wrestling.com putting out these announcements, but you know, big, big 
uh, outlets that are talking about her signing, they've made a really big deal out of it. They've made it a, a really big mainstream type of deal. Yeah. And to break into mainstream, I think that's where wrestling has really been trying to do for a very long time. I feel like WWE has tried to do that. You know, we've got stars in movies. We got stars doing cameos on television and TV shows. We've got stars doing commercials and stuff like that. So I think to break into that mainstream general audience, which is the audience that I always say, like, we need to get those people back. That's who we've lost, which is why the numbers they talk about numbers. I feel like that's the number. The numbers that you're talking about are those casual fans. The other fans that are always there, those 800,000 or whoever it is, they watch everything. They're always going to watch everything. They're wrestling fans, right? Those those fans, when we were hitting millions, two millions, those were the casual fans that were just tuning in because it was fun to watch and it was something they could watch with the whole family. Those are the people that we need back if we really want to get those numbers kind of back to where they were. Um, and so I think when you can break mainstream media, that's a big that's a big step into you know that path to come back to like bringing in a lot of main uh the general pop you know now you mentioned numbers and you mentioned AEW and NXT next week on a Tuesday you were very clear you feel like with AEW and NXT going head to head next Tuesday that NXT will win that night uh Mickey I I'm I'm in total agreement with you. I would be actually. Oh, so we can't make a friendly wager. No, because we can't do next week's show with no pants on. Well, I mean, listen, uh, Tommy. Tommy <laughs> you already. I already do the the show with no pants on. Um, <laughs> Tommy just texted me. He said the true winners are the fans. So mm -hmm. you know he's going with. Of the course fans, he did, Tommy. Okay, yes, but I think it's going to be NXT because first of all, and and Paul, our producer, actually said this during the break. They have the home field advantage. It's on Tuesday night. But right. with, but also with it stacked as much as it is, I, I really I would I would actually be surprised if NXT doesn't win the night next Tuesday. Yeah, it's stacked. It's definitely stacked. I mean, I'm like, I would be surprised. too. I'm sure that everybody, as we do, will be flipping back and forth and there's going to be, you know, segments that are higher rated or however they do those. But they've done a good job of stacking this NXT card. So what I'm really going to be interested about is how they're going to stack this AEW card to even compete yeah. with these heavy hitters that they're bringing in. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. And it's and listen, if NXT can take a step forward, which like you just said, Mickey, they have been doing. Like they've mm -hmm. been doing that in a big way over the over the course of I'm going to say the last 6 months. They've just right. each week is getting bigger and bigger. And each week, this show is becoming more and more must-watch. I even say it because I argue with a lot of our Busted Open Nation fans. For a long time, our nation wanted to hear more about NXT. And we didn't talk a lot about NXT. Now, we talk about NXT, not just on Wednesdays, but even throughout the week, we're talking about NXT because you have to. It's become must-watch right. now. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, 
baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Dominic is back being champion again. Storyline-wise, it makes sense for Dom, but it also yeah. makes sense for Trick as well because now, you know, Trick gets some sympathy on him. There's stories now around Trick Williams, so I think it's a win-win for everybody coming at that match last night. Your Absolutely. Thoughts? I mean, I think, it, yeah, it was great. I thought it was, I mean, obviously, I'm sure Trick is not happy that he lost the championship and he was, you know, not a champion for very long. But, you know, it's remarkable that he has been able to win. He was able to win the championship in such a short time anyway. So that's already a good, awesome notch. And now he knows what it's like to be a champion. He knows what it feels like to be a champion. And obviously, it took the entire Judgment Day to bring him down. You know, yep. so there's a lot of factors in that. And the fact that he turned Carmelo down. And him, when he asked him, you know, when he was going to offer his assistant. Um so there's that as well. So I'm sure he's beating himself up about that. But the match was awesome. And I felt like the people were with it the whole time. They were, you know, God, you know, I'm watching and I'm just going to be say this. And I, I don't know if I've said this out loud, like uh, on radio or whatever, but I'm watching the, sh the match and I'm watching the show. Can I say Dom is incredible. And I, you know, I know he's a bad guy. We're supposed to hate him. But I think, you know, we look and I'm going, where did he train? This is something where I go like this is a, a like really interesting because I go, it's not like we watch Dominic on the independence or like in like a, a, an organization, a smaller organization where we knew Dom was training to be a wrestler prior to showing up to WWE television. So he shows up to WWE television and I remember Dom when he was Donovan's age. You got to remember, like I'm looking, I still look at Dom and I love him so much, but I look, cause I, when I was there before Dom was just a kid, he was Donovan's, he's legit Donovan's age. So it's like to see him. So I still sometimes think about, think of him and I'm sure he hates that part, but like, I still think of ba a baby Dom of little Dom, you know, to, so then I go like, he is quietly. And obviously he's a student of the game. He's been around the business. He's, you know, a pretty much it's, it's the family business in that sense, uh, his whole life. But I never heard about Dom training to be a wrestler or any of that, you know? So to think that he has quietly been training this whole time prior to coming to TV. And so no one knew what to expect when he, when he's going to be a wrestler and has just completely killed it. But just the natural ability and the natural, just like, it's the little things. It's the little things that you can see him doing that he looks like he's a 10, 20 year veteran out there. And a lot of his euphemisms, body languages is like all these little things. And we're going to look back and, how we do in wrestling and 10 years from now you're going to say Dominic Mysterio is one of the greats and it's crazy to think about but but just like look how much heat he has like and just he's just really he's already really great and and I don't really love to say that about young talent because I feel like it it kind of it heeds people and 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 their learning capabilities because they start to think that they're already great before they are great when they still have like this potential of mega great right so that's a sidebar but i'm just like god he's so damn good 
And if he's already this good now, what can we expect to see from Dominic Mysterio? And he's just getting scratching the surface. And, and, and Mickey, you make a, such a great point because I think we forget as fans. Like when he was brought in, I thought it was just for like a quick story with his dad. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting that we would still be seeing him in a ring a year later. Right. And and to see the improvement of what he's been able to do. And Mickey, is it safe to say he gets more heat than any other wrestler? I, I is there anybody Definite. that garners that reaction? It's like so loud. It's so much louder than everyone else's booze. I think Roman gets a massive boo. But there's also Roman is now reached that attraction level. Mm. So, yes, he gets booed, but the people are just excited to see him. So it's like an ah, boo. ah, You know, it's like a yeah, they hate Dom's guts right now, like legitimate heat. Like they just hate his guts. And, and like it's it's, it's, it's cool pretty insane. Like it's, it's funny. We both use the same word because it came out of nowhere. And right. I know in AEW, like Don Callis gets a very negative reaction that gets booed. Mm-hmm. But Don Callis isn't in a ring wrestling like Dom Mysterio is. And now right. we've seen Dom on a regular basis, Mickey, be on Monday Night Raw, be on SmackDown on Friday, and be on NXT on a Tuesday night. You you can make the case that he's probably the hardest working wrestler in the WWE because he's on right. multiple shows on a weekly basis. He's on all of them, yeah. Yeah, that's because he doesn't have kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got go. nothing else to do. <laughs> he's but young, step in a vibrant. Yeah, no gristle in his bones, no gristle in his joints, and he can make all the towns. It's it's pretty <laughs> impressive what what yeah, he's no, been amazing. able to do. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever. You stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.